Sacred Fire Awakening is powered by 22 Lions, a bookstore and independent publisher of original literary fiction and inspirational non-fiction, working in promoting books that can change the way you see the world, but also changing and creating better human beings. To know more, visit www.22lions.com. Welcome to the episode of today. The topic of today regards one of the most difficult questions that uh, we usually hear. How do we change people or how do we change ourselves? And is it change possible? Let us consider a postulate here. Let's imagine that one of us wants to change others. Not even change the world. Let's lower the level a little bit further and uh, make it simple. Say that we want to know how to plant the seeds in others. How can we be effective? Well, this is a very humble question that I got from one of my readers. He asked me, how can I be more effective in planting the seeds of change in the people around us? This is a very good question and uh, a very humble one as well. To be effective in planting the seeds, we have to look at the fundamental essence of what makes us who we are. We have to look at the structure of our uh, spiritual identity. To then be able to understand the identity of other people. We are composed fundamentally of three elements. Our mind, our heart and our desires. Whenever one of these elements is not present, we cannot really change other people. And well, they are present in different ways. It's just that people have different desires. And they have different motivations. And uh, their emotions are usually pulled in different directions as well. Now, how do we plant the seeds effectively? Well, to do this, you have to go now to the element of seed the seed that you wish to plant is your purpose is your purpose honest are you communicating this honesty to others 
If the purpose is honest and the communication is effective, the seed will be planted. And I will give you a very brutal example of this. When we get angry at someone and we speak the truth, that person may not speak to us forever, but he will remember our words forever. And he will very likely take them into consideration in his life. I've seen this many times. People complain, they get angry, they stop talking to me. After one year, they are doing exactly what I told them they should be doing. So, it's true that sometimes to plant a seed, you lose the plant. People run away in panic with things that they cannot handle. So part of the honesty with others is also related to yourself. Because you see, if you are afraid to lose someone because you told him or her the truth, then you're not being honest. Full honesty demands an absence of ego. And when you let go the ego, then you let go the fears that are attached to the ego. And that means whatever comes, comes. And you are only focused on what you are saying and doing. At this point, what you are doing is creating a very powerful seed. Because if that seed that you are putting out has no ego, has no personal desires, is just pure honesty, and is done with altruism, which I will be talking in a bit, well then, the impact will be huge, sometimes much more than you expected. You see, when people ask me, uh, how can we change the world, or when they admit that nobody can change the world, they are expressing a belief. And yet, without being arrogant, I can clearly say that I am changing the world. My purpose was not to change the world. If I try to change the world, I will not be able to change it. My purpose was to help other people. That's altruism. And to do it, I had to invest the best of me. That's honesty. That honesty had to be filled with hard work. That's desire. So here we have three elements. The heart, the mind, and the desire. And now I get messages from different countries, from Australia, from America, from Portugal, Spain, France, South Africa as well, Brazil. And I have people telling me that I'm changing their lives completely. I'm usually surprised with the answers because I didn't expect to change people's lives so much. It's a huge responsibility when someone says, you changed my life completely in a new direction. Nobody has ever changed me and nothing has ever changed me more than you. Some of my readers even said that they cured diseases after 
reading my books, that they stopped having heart attacks, that they stopped having problems with anxiety and depression. And that was not my intention. That is just the fruits of my labor. I was honest in what I did, but I cannot promise cures. I cannot promise results. I can only do my best. The same thing applies when you try to change people. Because what I'm trying to show you with this example is that there is a huge responsibility into it. Because you see, you change people and you don't know what that change will do to them. You don't know how it will affect them. Obviously, I have learned how to change people effectively. And I have learned from mistakes. Because you see, in the past, there were people begging me sometimes for help, for information. And I give it to them instinctively knowing that I shouldn't and that they were not ready. And what happened later is that they hurt others and they hurt themselves. Many people that I have taught in the past what I know about spirituality and about the mind, they use the information to become better at manipulating others, to lie and to hurt other people even more. Some people that I have helped building better relationships became better at cheating, better at lying and hiding their behavior. So you see, when I write books, obviously I want to help people and I want to receive answers, I want to receive feedback from around the world of people telling me that I helped them beyond what I expected. At the same time, I know that many people that read my books may be applying them for evil reasons. But that is something that I cannot control. It is beyond my control. The best I can do is to expose such people. Is to write more. Is to help everyone be awakened. Now, many people choose not to know things. They choose not to read. They choose to be ignorant. They choose to believe that human beings are all evil. They choose not to differentiate people. And that is their karma. It's a path that they have chosen to take. So going back to our main question, why do we want to change people? Are we really sure that we are changing them in the right direction? One of the things that I've learned as well is that sometimes when people don't want to change is because they can't. I have been with people that I really, really wanted to change. People that asked me for help to change them. And yet they could not handle those changes. It was too much for them. I know that to my sadness, they will not overcome their karma in this lifetime. I'm not sure if even in the next one they can. They are in the path and uh, many of 
the same problems when they occur in people it blocks their development you see many people they grow up with traumas they grow up with challenges and these challenges affect affects they affect different people in different ways some people can suffer all their life because of things that were said to them that damage their self-esteem and these people cannot change but it's not their fault you see they are sick they are trapped they are trapped inside pain so one of the ways to change people is also by loving them by accepting them sometimes you can change a person more by not wanting to change it i know because i've seen these many times when i notice that a person cannot be changed by her personality her profile her words the way she reacts to certain things i say then i do something else i choose to love this person and you know what happens the person wants to change because many times what they need is love and once they find it they get motivated to change i've worked with people in different scenarios and uh, i've worked with many children that have learning disabilities for example and one of the things that i used to do that made parents and teachers angry was that i totally ignored their exams and their grades whenever i met a child that had learning disabilities i didn't really care what the teachers or the parents will tell me about it because many times they were deluded about the child i found that many parents don't even know their own children so what i did is what i what i usually did in these situations was to to sit with a child and just let them speak i will not even control the conversation i will just let them speak i will make simple questions about their life and uh, uh, my own curiosities of what they like to do and they will eventually reveal um, how their life in school is because you know they are usually not used to talk in this emotional level they are not used to be respected so when they notice that they are being respected by an adult they start to talk in a completely different way they start to express more they start to ask questions and uh, when they feel that you are really listening to them when they feel that you care about what they say then they continue to express uh, even more and at some point when their awareness of who they are expands the traps in their soul are revealed at some point they will trust you enough to talk about how what their family tells them affects them and i found that many children with learning disabilities they actually have brothers and parents with very low expectations on them for some reason they are seen as ignorant and of course their grades reinforce that and the first thing i do 
is to create a doubt. Are you sure you are ignorant? Are you sure of that? Can you allow me to prove you wrong? And you see, nobody likes to be stupid. So of course they want to be wrong. When I meet adults, it's more difficult to do this. Sometimes people say, I cannot achieve this, I cannot achieve that, I would like to have that, but it's not possible for me, I don't deserve that. And sometimes I try to create a doubt on them. What if you deserve? Have you ever thought about it? And they look at me in panic. In panic, because they do not want to consider that option. Because you see, the child is trapped in a reality, but he has a, a good intention, he wants to change. And as soon as he gains conscience of that, as soon as he admits that, yes, I, don't, I do not want to be stupid, okay, let's try and see what we can do about it. Well, then they learn, and then I can help them pass any exam. And this is what happened to me in the past. I will talk to them for a whole month and then in just two, three classes they will be ready for the exam and they will have a good grade. Because that is what they needed, the motivation to learn. The rest depends on the teacher. A stupid teacher cannot make a stupid child smarter, but a good teacher can make a, a, stupid, a stupid child smarter. You see, the two elements have to be there. We cannot just consider one. And stupidity is not a disease, it's not a problem. Uh, it's just a state of being. Sometimes I say to people that they are acting stupid and they get offended. But it's a word. Uh, when they call me stupid back because they got offended, I don't get offended because I know what I know and what I don't know. If I do not know something and a person calls me stupid, it's fine. Um, I admit that I am stupid on certain topics. But it's just a state of being. Now, when I say that a person is being stupid, I'm saying that the person is refusing to learn. That is what really matters. We don't know everything. It's, it's impossible to know everything. We cannot process all the information. But we can have the desire to learn, we can have the desire to change. And that is where things start. So before you plant a seed, you have to prepare the ground. Is it fertile or not? Not all grounds are good to plant potatoes. In some, you plant a potato and you get the results. In others, you don't. Not all the lands, not all the countries are good for crops. The same thing applies to people. Some people appreciate you. Others will hate you for the exact same reasons. For some, help is a blessing. They will look at you as they look at me and they will say, I was never helped in my life. Nobody cared about me as you do. I have many friends and none 
has ever told me that I should read. None of my friends offered me books. Then you have others, as I have met as well, that you offer them a book and they do not read and they offend you and they say this book is a shit. I do not read books. I know from life experience. <laughs> or they will say to you, I do not believe these things. And they will not even read. You see, they will judge before they even read. I had friends that complain that they lack knowledge to be successful in life. And I went to a library and I found the books they needed. I researched the books. I opened them. I noticed that the information was there. I bought them the books that they didn't buy to themselves. That they didn't even bother to find, to search. I bought them the books. And when I came to them, I said, here it is, the answers you were looking for. And they did not even say thank you. I have helped many people that never, never said the words thank you. Some of them, I've spent hours talking to them to help them to change their life. I did not ask for anything and they did not even say thank you. I know people that keep asking me for books. They say I have no money for the books. Out of compassion, I have offered them more than 20 of my books. And in the end, I see them traveling, but not paying even one book that costs what I spend every day to write a coffee. Well, they do not have the money for the books that they want to solve the problems they need to solve, but they have the money to travel and enjoy their lives. So you see, not everybody deserves to be helped. Not everybody deserves to be helped. Some people are complaining about their problems, but they deserve the problems they have. Some people create the problems and nobody should take them those problems because they create their hell in which they have to burn. There is no other way. The way out of hell is by burning inside of it. Unless the person takes responsibility. And that's a very different thing. 
You don't have to take responsibility for other people. You have to help them take responsibility for themselves. Whenever they cannot, that is your limit. And you say to them, like the story of the red and the blue pill. But in this case, I'm going to show you the red and the blue pill in real life. You tell them, in one hand, I give you an option. In another one, I give you another option. If you take the red pill, you will accept responsibility for your actions. You will say sorry when you do mistakes and you will compromise to overcome your problems and your mistakes and work for the solutions. If you cannot pay for your results, you will work harder. You will do what is necessary to gather the money to pay for the courses and the books you need to learn and read. In my other hand, I have the blue pill. You take it and you remain as stupid as when I found you. You continue complaining to other people, pretending that you are a victim of life. And I will forget that I ever asked you this question. Now, some people say, I want the red pill, I want the truth. You offer them the books and they do not read them. You ask them to pay and they do not pay. It is up to you how many chances you want to give to such people. I admit I sometimes give them too much, too many chances. But at some point you realize that they go in circles and there is no evolution. When this happens, it's the end. You stop it. There is no point to continue. You don't have to be responsible for other people's problems. You don't have to be responsible for the hell in which others choose to live. If you want to do the work of God and be an altruistic person, if you want to help others, you can be an angel on earth. When you come to a person and you offer them a chance, a way out, when you say to them, honestly, I don't know if I can help you, but I would like to try. Can you help me help you? If they say yes, then you have a chance. If they say no, let them go. It's very simple. You see, I never force people to read my books. It doesn't make any sense to me. When somebody asks me what I do for a living and I tell them that I'm an author, they ask me for the books because they are curious. I tell them, if you want, I can offer you one book. And um, most people don't ask for that book. Some do, but never read it. The percentage of people that actually ask for the book and read it in the same day, it's very, very small. And those that do, I can see clearly 
how fast they changed their life. Because it was not just me and it was not just the book. I've noticed that most people, they are so unconscious, they are such in a state of zombification, that beyond not saying thank you, they cannot even recognize the person that helped them change their life. But I can clearly see it. They meet me, they receive a book, they read it, they love it. And they read it in the same day they received it. And they buy more on their own this time. And they keep reading. And they keep learning. And after a few months, I see that their life has changed completely. The people I met last year, when I was traveling in Europe, in different countries, I met many people. I met more than 300 people because I talk to everybody I encounter. I'm quite outgoing, so I'm always make, making friends and meeting new people. And I traveled to seven countries, so I met over 300 people in a year. I offered them books. Very few did what I just said. Now, after six months have passed, seven months have passed the differences are very obvious the ones that read the books learn appreciate they created a business of their own they quit their jobs i met a person that was working in two jobs one as a teacher another one in an hotel as a receptionist i met her in the hotel where i was staying she only talked to me a few times but what she learned changed her life completely. And today she owns a business, doing exactly what she wanted. She said, I want to travel, I want to have more time to travel, but I do not know how to do this. She applied the law of attraction, she read about what I write, and now she owns a business, a traveling agency. And she's happy and she's successful and her life changed completely. I met another person that told me that she was afraid to do public speakings and now she's organizing public speakings with hundreds of people, hundreds of people. Another one I encountered wanted to change country. She did. She's now in another country. She changed very fast. Now, I also met people that want to change their life. And are exactly in the same point where I found them. Because they didn't read. They didn't care. They didn't even try. And it's not about me or about the books. It's about the attitude that we have in life. Attitude is what differentiates people. So you want to know how to plant the seeds effectively. And change people. Know where to plant your seeds. Know who wants to be changed. Be there. But let them choose. And the ones that give you a chance. If you are good at it. You will succeed. 
the ones that don't give you a chance forget about them because you will fail and they will make you feel miserable now how do you succeed with the ones that need your help by opening your heart that's all you need to do do not help them because you want to feel good with yourself help them because you want them to feel good with themselves help them because you love them and their life because you want to see them succeed and if you do this honestly you will be successful because their life does not belong to you your life does not belong to you either we are all inside a matrix a game and if we want to play it well we have to be positive and to be positive we have to forget our ego because we know very little about ourselves so the best way to help another person to help effectively is to consider that we will all die like I said once to a friend of mine that wants to change the world a Christian by the way I told him if you can change the world the world will never appreciate you because when the world becomes like you you are not important to the world anymore why should you be? the world has just surpassed you when you create changes in the reality and reality reflects you then the reflection and who you are is the same thing so you are not important anymore the people that want to be important will never change the world because they want the world to admire them for the world to admire them it means that the world is not at their level therefore they are not being effective if you are effective you will lose friends if you are effective the world will not see you because the world will absorb you whenever I help people and I change them completely and they learn everything from me and they become super fast in their life they don't need me anymore suddenly I'm just normal to them but when they met me they look at me as if I was a god an angel and now they look at me like just another human being because they learn everything they, they needed from me but this is something that when you are effective you have to live with people will not appreciate you and they will not respect you because that's just the way it is and that's why you have to let go of your ego otherwise you'll be hurt you will be the one going in circles trying to get appreciation if you want to be effective forget who you are forget even the other person because you see when you change the other person that other person will change others I have seen this happening in my life I change one of my students and suddenly she tells me you know what happens what happened sorry last week I had a conference and I taught everything you told me to thousands of people 
and they all clapped and they were all happy and they all appreciated my words. I have changed sometimes one person and this person changed thousands. So the changes that I do are not only mine, it's like a wave. I change one person here, another person there, another person there, and each one of them is changing thousands of people, much more people than I can change. But this is something that I cannot predict. So when you change people, and they also change other people, then it surpassed you vastly. And you know, they will not tell other people that what they are saying is not coming from their own mouth. Because they also have their own ego. They also have their own self-esteem. So they will not say, you are appreciating me, but actually I'm just quoting somebody else. They will not say this. They will forget you. They will collect all the admiration to themselves. I've changed many people that today are using my words and they don't quote me. They don't quote my books. They take all the appreciation to themselves because they are egotistical. They have their own spiritual issues to solve. So the impact that they have in the world is very small because here I am writing books, changing people that read them. And these people that I change, they are full of ego, they have a conference with thousands of people, and they don't change anybody. Because they are focused on themselves, their own ego. I'm going to tell you something else. After 200 years, everybody I just mentioned will be dead, me included. The only thing that will remain are the changes. And this is what you have to consider. What legacy you want to leave to the world? Because that legacy will be here after everybody is gone. So when you help a person, you're just not helping that person. You're helping the whole planet. Because that person will die. Either he's a good person or a bad person, it will die either way. So the need to do something good is actually not for us or for others. It's for the whole planet. It's for the future. It's for the next generations to come. It's because we want to make our world a better place. Either we believe in reincarnation or not. We want that. Well, if we believe in reincarnation, the responsibility level is even higher because we know we are coming back. Now, this puts things in a different level, right? Because no ego, no me, no others. Just pure love. No recognition. Effectiveness equals no recognition. Well, who wants to be recognized at this point? If you get nothing in return... That's why very few people change the world. Because the vast majority is not interested in changing the world, or even themselves. The vast majority is focused on recognition. That's why they are not effective. You want to be effective, you forget yourself.
that's effectiveness.